We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pass stolen by Brunson. Good anticipation. Three steals for Jalen Brunson. Back up top. Randall fires a three. It's good. Julius Randall from downtown. Quickly on the steal. Brunson. The Hartenstein goes inside. Grimes, corner three. Bang! And a foul! DJ2K, that IQ guy seems good. We should sign him. <laughs> Man, it's going to be a fascinating subplot of the season. It really is. The stones to bet on himself like he did. Can't underestimate that. Uh, Haitian Ferg, my man. Always, always my favorite super chat. I shouldn't say that, but it is. We beat ourselves. Cam is 12 free throws. Amen. Second half was solid. Tips coached well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Were there adjustments on Porzingis? Maybe a little bit. Um, they ran some nice stuff on offense. There was a lot of possessions where it was not nice stuff on offense. Was it Tips' best game? No. Was it his worst game? No. You know, but look, you. I think to a certain extent, when you overcome the things that they overcame and you had really one player on your entire roster have an unequivocally good game, you probably did something right, you know? And I do think uh, defensively, certainly they got better as the game went on. And uh, yeah, so... I don't, I don't, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be inclined, as you know, not to have an issue with tips, but that was my assessment as well. Uh, Brunson and Randall will be fine. A lot of positives tonight. RJ and Quick balled out. Yeah, well said, as always, Asian. Uh, Hush do with another one. This thing's more because KP was the one who killed us. Yeah, I mean, he hit the dagger, right? Or he hit a couple daggers. Um, I don't know. I, I'm in a weird place with KP. I mean, I was, as people love to make fun of me for, I was quoted in the GQ article about him a few years ago saying that like it was, it was painful every time I had to watch him in a different uniform. Now that was like pretty soon after the trade and that was true. It was painful. Now it's not painful to watch him in a different uniform. Um, I don't hate him at all, which is maybe weird. Um, I just think he's a really good basketball player and 
I wish there was a world where he got a second chance here because uh, he's really good. I mean, you know, I don't know if he's going to make good on what his career started out as because like, I mean, look, we, we remember what we were all saying in those in those early years. Like this guy is a this guy's a franchise changer. He's a franchise centerpiece. I don't think he's that anymore, but he's still damn good. And he could absolutely be, you know, I kind of chuckled a little bit because, you know, KOC is a Boston guy, but like Kate, Kevin O'Connor tweeted earlier tonight, like Porzingis is going to go down as the most underrated signing of or move of the offseason. Or the something like the biggest movie, the whatever he was praising the move. He's not wrong, you know. Like what Porzingis does for this team to open up on offense, but yeah, I mean it's like, you know, he was our guy until he wasn't, and it's been such a long time, and a lot of good stuff has happened since he wasn't our guy. And honestly, a lot of the good stuff that has happened has happened because we sent him packing and like, who knows, maybe he wouldn't be the player he is now. If he had stayed here, maybe, I, I mean, sir, I almost certainly the Knicks would not be in the position they're in now if he had stayed here. Um, so everything works out for a reason, but long story short, did it hurt <laughs> that he was the guy that had the, that had the, 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 the daggers tonight. Yeah, it hurts, man. Yeah, it hurts. Thanks. Hush. Uh, CJ Cervantes, RJ, is Tibbs on Azem pick? I don't know. I'm missing some kind of a drug. Guys, again, RJ had a nice game. He was the second best Nick tonight. He is imitating Tibbs with this voice. RJ! Oh, yes. I thought it was. And then Ozempic is a rich people's weight loss drug. Like I hydroxy. How do you know that? Because I listen to more than basketball podcasts. You don't skip through ads? No, it's like okay, Levitard show multiple pull of their guys are on Ozempic. And big picture has brought up like a lot of the what actors do a lot is take Ozempic if they need to cut weight for a role. I've never heard of this. So yeah. wait, does it make you it's like hydroxy cut? It's like a diet drug that works like Targets your hunger. So why would Tibbs be on it? I guess you might think Tibbs looks a little slim. I think it also does something to your voice that it strains it. A oh, bit. I yeah. get it now. Okay. Listen, these these pop culture references just go so far. That's why I saw you going into serious analysis. I was like, hold on. He is quoting Tibbs. And he's doing RJ. CJ, I knew it. I, I got you. Don't worry. And then shout out Alex from Hawaii. I hate his K penis. That's K-P-N-E-S-S for the people listening. It says K-Penis to is, me. It is pronounced K-Penis. Is that a... That's a top three KFS moment, right? Someone hit me up with what the top three KFS moments are. Uh, Jeremy... Uh, as far as funny goes, Jeremy uh, JFK is my one. Well, that's um, the... That's the it was a running bit. Someone quote brought up you reading um, NBA Youngboy lyrics oh, during the playoffs last year and me worried that Ron Burgundy was going to end this operation forever. I I remember that. Mm -hmm. I still don't know who NBA Youngboy is. You, it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. You read the lyrics to that song on a show last year. Uh, listen, I, re I say a lot of shit. 
That is true. Cosine. Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? What's up, KFS? New York had this game. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, especially after that Grimes three in the foul. We need to give this team time to get into a rhythm, but Grimes should have played more down the stretch, and I did like seeing RJ's ISOs uh, and aggressiveness. So here we have someone saying that Grimes should have played more down the stretch. I thought the, the, the one of the more insightful things that I've heard that I heard tonight, unsurprisingly, came from Benji, which is that, and this is not, this is not a problem that's going to get answered anytime soon. It's because of the way this roster constructed, like. What Grimes, like the, what Grimes is asked to do for this team, which is like, it's like he's, you know, where he doesn't play a lot of minutes, and but he's also expected to be there, like no doubt about it, floor spacer when he's out there, and to just like, okay, you've sat for however many minutes, come back in, get the ball, whoop, fire, trigger, that's it, done, you know. That's so freaking hard. It's like they're trying to mash him into like they're trying to mash together two different NBA archetypes into one. Like the first archetype is like the Jamal Crawford, um, you know, Lou Williams bench guy. That's like instant offense, which obviously that's not Quentin Grimes game, but it's like the amount of minutes he plays and like how when he's in there, the expectation is the moment the ball kicks out to him. He's just firing away like that. But combined with like, we want you to be our Clay Thompson, except Clay Thompson and like all of the other guys in the Clay Thompson mold. I mean, there's only one Clay Thompson, but like you, you get it. Like the, the guy who is like, okay, every opposing defense is always going to know where that dude is behind the arc because he could, he could hit it from anywhere. Like those guys get more time and more than time. They get more looks. You know, and it's like, I don't know how many threes Grimes attempted tonight. I'm assuming, um, I'm, my guess is four, five. Let's see here. Six. Okay. So I was off by one. But like, he, so he attempted six threes in 23 minutes. And it's, again, it's the 23 minutes, right? So like, Grimes is a starting shooting guard that played less than half the game. And again, I'm not like, like, who, who where are the minutes coming from? Come from Brunson? Come from RJ? Come from quickly? Stephen Chandler only played 15 minutes tonight. Josh Hart only played 22 minutes tonight. You know, it's not like those guys took Grimes' minutes. It's it's just, it is the reality of this team, which is why I said at the beginning of the offseason, when it was clear that they were going to make a move for DiVincenzo, I, I was screaming at them. I'm like, there's a two-for-one trade coming because there's one too many guys. Obviously, that didn't come to pass, um, but like, I think we can all agree that Grimes would be better in a role where he was just going out there playing 30 minutes a game, getting to put up eight or nine or 10 threes a game, if not more, and really get himself in the sort of rhythm that shooters like him kind of usually get the opportunity to get themselves in. He doesn't get that opportunity. Which it you know, which makes his job tougher. Um, I don't know. It's a storyline to watch. It's a storyline to watch this season. 
Jocelyn Focus, excuse me, JB sub 30%. I was about to say, JB was pretty bad tonight. It's okay. We'll forgive you, Ja. Uh, Hush Sue with another one. Man, seeing RJ and IQ play so well is very encouraging. Both players who notoriously struggle at the start of the season can only grow up from here. I mean, you know what's interesting? Again, I'm, I'm going off on tangents here. Like, the Knicks very clearly have four ball dominant guys. They have their, they Brunson, Randall, RJ, and quickly. Very rarely will all four of those guys have good games at the, on the same game, right? Uh, if you if you get three of those guys having a good game in the same game, the Knicks are going to win, you know. And then if it's like if you get only two of them, then it gets a little dicey because it's like. Which two you get? Like, I, I think I, so maybe this may, I don't know if there's justification for this, but like when Brunson and Randall both have great shooting games and like just generally great games offensively, it's really hard for them to lose because those guys are going to take a lot of shots. And if they're having great games, they're going to make a lot of those shots. Tonight, you got an outstanding IQ game, albeit one where he took only 11 shots. Notable. And a, re- a pretty good RJ game. You know, and they and they lost, but they lost because those other guys had a horrendous game. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking in circles, but it is an interesting thing to me, at least, I guess, which is like, of you know, the Knicks do best when which two of those four players have good games. Or like, who are the two bellwethers, right? Or is is one of those four or two of those four or three of those four, you know, how would you rank their, uh, speaking of making up words, bellwetherness, right? Um, I I, I don't know. Um, I do know this, though. Emmanuel quickly always seems to be part of good stuff. Funny how that works out. HamDM, what's going on, Hamdy? Was at the game. First thing, Boston is so good defensively. Thank you for saying that, you know. Uh, Brunson shot what he shot. Randall shot what he shot. Boston had a lot to do with that. The lineup with IQ and Grimes without Hart was very interesting. Glass half full, my friend, in the end. Um, so IQ and Grimes without Hart. Um, so it sounds like basically what you're saying is like the the backup group. I don't even actually. I don't even know if the, this group played together. I'm, I'm, I'm now. I want to go and look and see what exactly the five man unit you're talking about. That's interesting. But like, yeah, like those two guys. What? Why wouldn't they be good together? They both could shoot. They both could defend. Well, undersized, but they're. I think their collective defense makes up for it. And again, the shooting. It's it's good shooting. Yeah, maybe we'll get more of that. I don't know. Um, it would seem to be something we might get some of if. We got more of DiVincenzo with the starters. Um, oh, yeah. Andrews, the fourth quarter lineup. Yeah. Um, I forgot that Hart was out, was not in there for that because, yeah, that's right. So it was Hart in for RJ initially and then Hart out, Grimes in. That's the part that I forgot. It's been a long night. What can I say? But been a long day, been a long night. Um, yeah, I think we'll we'll probably see more of that. Thanks, Hamdy. Appreciate that. Uh, true story, Jay. Randall IQ Mitch, three firsts for Embiid. We're already doing trades. 
Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll have that conversation next summer. Dom Cappuccini, as expected, IQ shows up. Dom, you had him on the Super Chat. You broke your rule. As ugly as tonight was, this team appears to look better than the 44 wins I predicted. Proud fan, just stay healthy, please. Yeah, I think anybody who predicted anything in the high 40s is probably feeling pretty good tonight. This, I mean, tonight at least, this looked like a high 40s win team, even though they lost. Again, knowing what we know about how Brunson and Randall will look on most nights, I think this look, watching this team tonight and watching how they performed, you could be like, all right, that's a, that's a high 40s win team. Thanks, Tom. Chris Carter, what's going on, Chris? Thrilled to have Nick's ball back. The results suck, but I'm proud of how they fought. This team is going to be awesome. Free throws. Yeah. Free throws, free throws, free throws. Um, And and you should be proud of how they fought. Again, I, I, I that's the one point I feel like I'm not hammering home enough. They, I, I, I know we said this a lot last year, but they could have let go of the rope a few times tonight, and they obviously never did. Um, so yeah, hit the free throws, guys. Hit the free throws. Yeah, so focus. Mitch with less boards than KP is discouraging too. Let's check the videotape here. So Mitch ended the game with three offensive rebounds and three defensive rebounds in 22 minutes. Porzingis finished the game with one offensive rebound and seven defensive rebounds. So, like, defensive rebounds, I'm not ever really going to go crazy about. Like, so Julius Randle got 11 defensive rebounds tonight. Or, excuse me, Julius Randle got seven defensive rebounds tonight. Um, Mitchell Robinson got three. Like, a lot of times, centers, like, this is the old Steven Adams, um, Russell Westbrook thing during when Russell was putting up triple doubles every night. Like Steven Adams would, his job would be to box out the the real threat. Whereas he would sacrifice his rebound, his stat for Russ. Not saying that that's exactly what Mitch was doing, but like, you know, Fred Katz had a, uh, his preseason uh, column had some predictions at the end of it. And, and one of his bold predictions was that Mitchell Robinson would average more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds this year. That's in part because like most of the time you're going to see Mitch boxing out. Like you want with Mitch, you want, you want to see the offensive rebounds and three tonight, you know, he'll get more than that usually, but I thought, I thought Mitch was fine. Wasn't a great Mitch game. He was fine. Zach, what's going on? My main man, Zach Horowitz. Knicks played their asses off and got back in it twice. They did. Uh, battled crazy shooting Celtics and horrific free throw shooting and almost won, if not for a pretty corny overall whistle. You could blame the whistle. I'm surprised it doesn't come up more, honestly. I'm happy with where we're at. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah. I, I, I again, a lot, mostly positive stuff tonight. Easier to be positive when it's only one game. They better go out and now again at Atlanta at New Orleans who won tonight at Cleveland back home for Cleveland. Those are the next four games. Uh, give me two and two. 
I'll just say that right now. Give me two and two for those, and I will be happy, man. Dom Cappuccini, I think number 11 had his uh, Drew. <laughs> Gray won't want it. Uh, listen, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Trey, Trey did not have a good game tonight. We'll see. I think he finished like three for something. Three for, he was not good. We'll, we'll see how Trey uh, responds on Friday night. Oh, and then I forgot the game after that at Milwaukee. And then home for the Clippers. My God. This is a hellacious, hellacious slate to start this season. Uh, it would have been nice to get this one. Okay. Sam Garcia. What's going on, Sam? Miss free throws always come back to bite you. Yep. Completely agree. Juanon, thoughts on the Randall Holiday matchup, off night, or a recipe to guard him? This isn't the first time he's had problems with a smaller defender that doesn't allow him to bully him. So we talked about this a little bit during the simulcast. Um, it <laughs> so Drew Holiday obviously when when Randall gets a small on him, his eyes open up and he wants to take him into the post. Um, that can be a winning recipe against smalls. Even Drew Holiday, who is, has a lot of experience, obviously switching against bigs. There was a moment that Randall had in the second half, I believe, where he took Randall, uh, or sorry, Randall took Holiday, backed him down, backed him down, and kind of came across with his patented kind of like, you know, sweep more, what sweep move, whatever it is, got the foul call, and um, I think he made the basket. He probably missed the free throw, but like that's fine. That's fine. You live with that. But at the same time, if you're the opposing team and you're get that and that's what Randall's doing every time, like you'll live with that if you're the opposing team too. You know? So like look, I think it's to make a blanket statement that it's a good recipe to defend Randall, I think is a little bit too much. I think he's smart smarter than he gets credit for. I think Tibbs and the coaching staff are smart. Like they'll always figure out different ways to you to, to counter what teams are going against them. But like, generally speaking where you're like, Oh, Julius has to punish that. And he, he doesn't always punish it. I, you got something there, you know? And I, I think it's something that teams will definitely go back to. And there is logic to it. Um, because it, he's not that he's not that tall, you know, and he doesn't jump very high, so he's still gonna have to work for it, you know, and that sometimes goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Zach with another one. Welcome back to my living room, KFS. Missed y'all. Glad to be back, man. Wish it would have been for a win. Jasso focus. Maybe I should rewatch, but I don't feel the gap between RJ and IQ is vast. He was the only good Nick on the court to open the game. Um, maybe I'm not giving RJ enough credit. Uh, I tend not to give him enough credit. So that's fair. Uh, I also would have to go uh, and rewatch. But I think for me, just the number of big plays that quickly made um, 
defensively, how many big plays he made. Obviously, the threes. I mean, he had five threes. You know, I mean, you hit five threes in a game. That's that's pretty freaking good, especially when you attempt seven. Um, and just the momentum. He he. I I just thought he was playing at a different level tonight uh, than anyone else. But if you want to say that RJ was a little closer, uh, if you how about this. If you want to say that like RJ was closer to quickly than RJ was to everybody else, like that's fair. I'll give you that. That might be true. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Super-based Neek. Dante and Hart feel redundant right now. Well, I don't know about redundant. I think they're very different types of players. I just think they didn't have a particularly impactful game. Hart had an impact at moments. Like, again, they didn't win, and he wasn't on the floor to close the game, so they didn't stand out as much. But, like, there was a moment that I wrote it down um, where... Oh, that's right. Yeah, Um Josh Hart got a was responsible for a massive uh, offensive rebound uh, in the early in the fourth quarter, and then it led to a kick out to IQ, and I think IQ had a nice finish. Um, like Hart gets in there, he battles. Like that's what Hart does. He's good defensively. You know, David Chenzo is a different sort of guy. Like what will be interesting to me is how much this team 
is able to tap into the things that DiVincenzo does well. And it's not an apples to apples situation to Isaiah Hardenstein last year, where the team very clearly did not tap into the coaching staff. Tibbs did not tap into what Hardenstein did well. I don't think with the DiVincenzo, because with DiVincenzo, it's more like, like he could be a secondary ball handler and, but you run the risk of turnovers. He's kind of turnover prone. Hart's also kind of turnover prone. So that's, that justifies your point. Um, but like DiVincenzo is here because he's a great shooter. You know, he, he, he gets steals defense, to offense, like these are good NBA players and they just didn't play great tonight. I don't think they were done. Uh, Lamar Jordan, what's going on, Lamar? A lot of those RJ shots came at the end of the shot clock. RJ should have had 30 in this game easily. Uh, maybe. You know, I think... Th- yeah, were there a few shots that were not really his fault, so to speak? Sure. Were there some looks from him that were not great? Yeah. I mean, there were some takes that were not particularly aggressive. Um... You know, he he had some good looks from three that he missed. Um, but it like it wasn't a perfect game. It was a good game. He had a good game. Can we just say RJ had a good game without it being like, oh, RJ would have had a great game if like this that other thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm not the right person to judge. Todd Rahulik, is it me or did Randall look noticeably skinnier? Um, I didn't notice it. He might have been. I was also watching on like a very small box on my screen because we had a, a thing with playback going on where they were on a lag and we needed to put in a different stream. Uh, but I thought he looked fine physically, at least uh, <laughs> Alex is it's weird that the Knicks won't, pl- won't pay their third best player $25 million a year, but the Celtics pay their fourth best, fourth best player $60 million a year. Yeah. Uh, different situations, but very fair, very fair point Alex. Jeremy Chase, weird game. We shot 44% from three, but 54% from, from the free throw line. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Uh, Randall and Brunson, no show. The guy we didn't pay goes off, and we still nearly beat the loaded Celtics. It's one game. We'll be okay. Jeremy might be my favorite comment of the night. Nice job by you. Todd with another one. Roster definitely has a log jam. What's the trade, J-Mac? You know, Leon and Brock like these little moves like Rose and Hart around uh, a third of the season in. Yeah, I don't think there's a little move to be made. That's the thing, right? They've made a little move every season. Even Josh Hart, right? That was like, relatively speaking, a little move. Um, You know, Cam Reddish acquisition is a little move. Like, uh, you know, Derek Rose kind of changed their season. But again, in the grand scheme of things, you gave up a second round pick. It's a little move. I don't know what the little move is because the little, like, it's not like you're trading one of these rotation guys for an upgrade. Unless it's one of the big three. And I don't think, so that's not a little move, right? Like if you're trading RJ or Brunson or Randall, like not that they're trading any of those guys, but like, that's not little. Okay. So if you're trading another rotation guy, and let's say you attach, you know, a pick or picks or whatever and bring it in a real name. Well, that's not a little move either because, you know, where are the shots coming from? So I think we're kind of out of little moves. That's the thing, right? Um, 
it's to me the the move is is kind of like a it's a a consolidation trade and i again we're not talking about the move right that we anticipate next summer you're talking about an intermediate move i could see them making an intermediate move but i don't think it's gonna be little i think you're talking about a consolidation trade um where you got you know maybe a couple rotation guys going out maybe an important rotation guy going out um I don't see I don't see an obvious one right now. But we'll see. Frank Miranda. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Can't believe I'm agreeing with the RJ Hive. He should have been back in the game earlier in the fourth. Well, if you say he should have been back in the game earlier in the fourth, when we know he should have been back in the game earlier in the fourth. Oh, by the way, what's his effective field goal percentage after tonight? <laughs> Hashtag I didn't forget. Um look, it what We've said it all last year. When you lose, everything's on the table. Right? Don't think it's why they lost. Certainly fair to criticize. Thanks, Frank. Josh so focused. Hashtag let's talk about RJ. <laughs> we always talk about RJ. He's the one guy you know we're always going to talk about. Good, bad, or indifferent. We're always going to talk about RJ. Uh Jordo1334. RJ, best plus minus uh tonight is a great sign. Uh, hold on. We'll give him. Let's give him some specific credit here. RJ's plus minus tonight, plus six in a game they lost by four, and that was, by the way, in thirty-six minutes. Which means, for the twelve minutes that RJ Barrett sat, they were outscored by ten points. Um, a lot of that did come in the fourth quarter. So, Randall, unsurprisingly, the worst plus minus minus thirteen. Uh, but again, you know, again, don't ever make too much of game to game plus minus because who had the second best plus minus on the Knicks tonight? Uh, by a point behind RJ, Divincenzo. In 15 minutes, he was a plus five. Went 0 for four from the field and didn't score. That's another like that's another thing. He he had good looks and he just couldn't make a basket. Throw him in with with uh, Brunson and and uh, Randall. Um. He's, let's see. Oh, all right. Uh, him getting six to 10 free throws a game this year is going to be huge for this team and put him in the all star conversation. Man, for RJ to get in the all star conversation, I think this would need to be a top two or at worst top three team at the all star break. And yeah, I mean, he'd need to clearly be one of their top two players. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening, but I would love to be wrong. Todd with another one. <laughs> Hashtag KP is forever. Miss these post games so much. Yeah, I, I you know I appreciate that and appreciate everybody watching. Um, can't believe we've been doing them for as long as we have. Uh, but seems like it's part of the fabric now. So I don't know that everybody enjoys. Ben with another one predicted forty nine point five wins with today as a loss. Not worried. Okay. All right. I ju- again, you know the next five games. You want me to say them again? I'll say them one more time. At Atlanta, at New Orleans, at Cleveland, home for Cleveland, at Milwaukee. Those are the next five games. Jesus. I might sign. Would you sign up for two and four? Three and three without a question. Thanks, Ben. 007 Angelo. Rokas isn't here. IQ is. Pay him. Keep him here. 
they might. Like one thing we haven't spent enough time on, and I brought it up very briefly with Fred, is the possibility that they're just going to get to restrict the free agency next summer and they're just going to agree to a deal. It's possible. Could happen. Not crazy. Alex with another one. Happy birthday, Pastor Claudia. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Alex. Also, uh, would have been our last one. I was trying to make this the last one, but we had one just just come in. Um, second to last one from the birthday boy, from my dad, a very lucrative super sticker. Um, happy birthday, dad. Love you. Hope you and mom had a good night. I'll see you this weekend. I'm sorry the Knicks couldn't win for your birthday. Um, you're used to it. The Knicks losing on your birthday or days that I didn't why. Although, how about any day? day? Just any day, you know. Um, but yeah, love you, Dad. Hope you had a good birthday. Uh, by the way, RJ Barrett's effective field goal percentage after one game is 45. So, Frank, you're still like in good shape. What was the bet? He bet that oh, RJ has to be 50, right? has to be 50 for the year. And if it is, then he has to, for an entire Patreon town hall, like apologize to RJ Barrett. And it's a written apology that Mensa wrote. We could think of something better than that. I mean, we were, they were ready to bet money. And I was like, we're not betting money on this like fun thing we do on Patreon. No, like our, like Frank can, what could Frank do? Um, Frank can is very inside baseball, by the way. So Frank, for anybody who doesn't know, Frank Patreon makes a lot of comments on here. Is uh, let's just say an RJ skeptic. He makes me look like Mensa when it comes to RJ Barrett. Yeah, fair to say. Yes. Um, I and there's a bet that if RJ gets to fifty a fifty effective field goal percentage, that uh, Frank will do a thing. I think maybe it's just as simple as like. He could walk into the middle of Seventh Avenue, you know, during like a red light, uh, with an RJ Barrett jersey, and like, you know, someone could take a picture of him, and I don't know, we could post it on social media. That could be fun. Frank lives in Colorado, so he could climb up to what's <laughs> Sorry the tallest, to dox you. <laughs> what's the tallest? What's the tallest mountain in Colorado? Uh, I don't know the Rock. I the Rockies. I know the, uh, the Rockies is like a. It's a mountain range. The Rocky Mountains, though, like the Rockies. Well, yes. Are you, so you, one of them. You're looking at me like I should know the geography of Colorado. Frank could mountain ranges. <laughs> Frank could pick a Rocky Mountain, climb up to the yeah. top of it, wearing an RJ jersey. Wearing an RJ jersey. Okay. Are we supplying the RJ jersey? I like how your concern is: Are we supplying the <laughs> RJ jersey? Not how uh, the fuck is Frank getting up to the top of a mountain? Business first, <laughs> or we just have him read an apology out of town hall at the top of a mountain. Yes. Uh, one two more. more busy. Two more. Two more. Want to increase my win prediction? Very encouraging loss. What? Uh, hold on. I, where I wrote shit. What did I do with that card? I think he and you had lower-ish predictions, like forty-five. Forty-five. But, yes. Now that's your town hall prediction. Your public one that we put oh, it was on 47. Twitter was 47. Whatever. 45, 46, 47. They'll be somewhere in there. But to Busy's point, very encouraging loss. So maybe you both should reconsider the 47. Um, I feel very 
safe and secure in the mid 40s. I feel less secure about 50. I'll just say that. Although I, I agree, encouraging loss. Just I will say though, they really did go toe to toe. Like there, there was a point in that first quarter where we were both kind of thinking it. Like, are they about to get blown out on opening night? And then, you know, the way they fought back, we were like, just keep it under 15 at halftime, yeah. just keep it under 10. Yeah. Then they're leading in the fourth quarter. And I had to, like, this is what a tips team does. This is what this team they, does, you know? They should, well, uh, thank you for saying that. This is what a tips team does because it is what a, t- a tips team does. And well, this is the margin that never gets considered when the things that drive us crazy with him, like, the only reason they're in these close games is because a tips team keeps hanging around, as Bendy yes. was saying tonight. But Again, that, that's the not, thing that nobody cares about because we've taken it for granted at this point. But yes, but that doesn't mean the things that drive us crazy can't drive us I, crazy. They could, but they, can. Yeah. they they the things that get taken for granted also should be acknowledged. You know, like I'm not, I'm not gonna do a tips thing, um, but like they they almost won a game in which their two best players shot 25. Yeah, the and they missed they 100 prob- free throws and didn't yeah. get a good whistle. Exactly. Like, they were they were probably doing some other stuff right. I'll just leave to it to Busy's point. This was yeah. an encouraging encouraging loss. I also I have the Celtics as the one seed this year. So if their the plan is just like like take 43s, but the way that they took them tonight, so. So that so hold on because like again that is a little bit of the Knicks defense where as the game went on they were taking the threes that the Knicks wanted them to take. Um, you can't always count and then again say this about the Celtics they're still a team without what you would call like a true whatever that means now true point guard right so they're like them not being able to get out of their own way on offense is something that apparently they are still going to be susceptible to. Um, I'm a little worried from that perspective, moving forward. Some of the teams I have to play in the immediate future. Uh, hello, uh, Darius Garland, uh, Trey young and Damian Lillard. That's all. Yeah. Busy with another one. It's funny. John, please don't do the teams thing all season. You know, I'm going to su- like, what do we, what do, we do? I'm, gonna, I'm always going to support him because I believe he's an important, like someone has to, someone has to champion the guy. Right. No even, when he, even when he drives you crazy, someone yeah. has to champion the guy. I don't think that's what bothers people that I champion him. I think it, what bothers people is that I don't, the stuff that drives other people crazy, like it doesn't drive me crazy. I think it's when there's justifiable things to criticize him about. Yeah, exactly. Don't. That's right. my point. Yes. But that's not driving us crazy. Like there are things that people get irrationally upset with him about that even I'm like, all right, you can't blame the coach for that. Like, yeah. like the read and react offense, a lot of teams run that, but a lot of teams would rather a create more creative offense that actually calls plays for Grimes, for even Genzo. It actually gets our shooters in a rhythm with yep. more ball movement. And like it's funny, De'Aaron Fox over the summer replied to a tweet and was like, "Yeah, most of our offense is just read and react. That's the greatest offense in NBA history, statistically." You know, um, yeah. regardless. All right, last one. Kind of a down note, but I like Harris Duggar. So. Divincenzo and IQ is nothing compared to Obi and IQ. What crazy notion uh, to lose IQ, Obi dynamic, and think we could win games? Uh, they're eighty-two, uh, zero and eighty-two. 
Parish Tucker. Uh, Brunson and Julius Randle, no show. Pacers, 143 points. Well, the Pacers are going to... Worth noting that the Pacers played the Wizards. <laughs> the Washington Wizards, who may have the worst defense of all time at the end. Uh, yeah, who may have to switch their name to the, the Generals at some point. Obi Toppin, uh, 11 of those points. So they didn't score 143 because yeah. of Obi Toppin. Also, look what, Obi, look what Emmanuel quickly was able to do when there's more spacing on the floor that the Celtics were able to honor. Five threes tonight. So he wasn't always playing four on five on defense too because one of his uh, teammates was leaking out to try and get offense. I got this for you. I don't want this to turn into a thing. No, we're just watching like, the... I had the, pa- the Patriots, the Pacers on my phone while I was watching and then I realized I didn't want to watch the Wizards but like, anymore. But the Pacers are going to be really good. I think we're, we're both extremely high on the Pacers and Obi's going to be awesome there. Mm-hmm. He's going to be incredible, you know, because it's a situation that that plays to his strengths. This was a situation. This is the opposite of a situation that played to his strengths, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate. But what are you going to do? Thanks, Parrish. That's it. That is it. Okay. There we go. Uh, Yeah, this is is a bummer. Would have been really. Would have been really cool. Would have been really fun to get this one. I think maybe the only. Saving grace is that I I don't think I ever let myself believe that they were actually going to win this game, even when they were up by six and, and with under four minutes to go. I still was like very much. Eh. Um, if I had allowed myself to cross over into that other zone, then I, I'd be even harder. But it's still hard. It's still hard. Anyway, uh, we thank everybody for watching. Uh, don't forget to uh, if you're listening to this. Oh, uh, emergency live stream. Sorry, I saw like, I have the one from the other night. Well, this was an like, emergency. Though. Yeah, emergency live. Uh, like the video. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, well, again, we're gonna keep doing the simulcasts where you could watch us watch the game. We had some fun with that tonight. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I really did, and uh, I would like to do more of it. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, do the five star review, rate, subscribe. Uh, probably not in that order. And uh, we will be back with what are we coming back with? What's 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 so Friday yeah, Friday post game? Friday post game. We have a pregame pod with there you uh, go. brace yourselves. Alex from Hawks Fan TV is making his return to uh, <laughs> Nick's Film School. <laughs> He's my guest to preview the Hawks game, and then we'll also have a pregame pod before the Pelicans game, which I need to talk to you about off the air um so that's that's the next couple days but he's pour myself another mm-hmm. bourbon <laughs> <For that. laughs> take care everybody have a good night